0: As we prepare to hear the word of God, let us pray for illumination. Holy One, through your Holy Spirit, illumine our hearts and instruct us by your word that we may hear your call to become your path into the world. In Christ we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke. Within a few days, Mary set out and hurried to the hill country to a town of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. As soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why am I so favored that the mother of the Messiah should come to me? The moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that what our God said to her would be accomplished. And Mary said, my soul proclaims your greatness, O God, and my spirit rejoices in you, my Savior. For you have looked with favor upon your lowly servant. And from this day forward, all generations shall call me blessed. For you, the Almighty, have done great things for me, and holy is your name. Your mercy reaches from age to age for those who fear you. You have shown strength with your arm. You have scattered the proud in their conceit. You have deposed the mighty from their thrones and raised the lowly to high places. You have filled the hungry with good things while you have sent the rich away empty. You have come to the aid of Israel, your servant, mindful of your mercy, the promise you made to our ancestors, to Sarah and Abraham and their descendants forever.
1: Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations in each of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. These words from the Gospel of Luke chapter one help set in motion the Christmas story that we celebrate year after year, which will culminate on yet another Christmas day tomorrow. Those words were uttered by God's messenger, the angel Gabriel, to a young woman named Mary. Gabriel has been busy interrupting lives in ancient Palestine. Six months earlier, the angel Gabriel visited Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, and Elizabeth's spouse, Zechariah, the priest. This couple had longed for a child for many years, but had yet to conceive, and now they are quite elderly. The angel Gabriel announced that Elizabeth would give birth to a son and that they were to name him John, that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit and serve to prepare the way of the Lord, God's Holy One, baptizing and preparing people's hearts for the coming of the promised Messiah. And this John would come to be called the Baptist. And then we have the story where Gabriel appeared to Mary of Nazareth, announcing that she too would have a miraculous pregnancy, one not by man, but by the power of the spirit, that she would bear a son and was to call him Jesus, meaning God saves. God's angelic message, rejoice favored one is how the angel first spoke to mary and this word introduces the chain of events meant to change the world the words that would set it all in motion come not from a heavenly messenger from god but from mary whose societal stature was of the lowliest in that time and place she was young a woman a second-class citizen at best, from a small town of no repute, far from the centers of power, and now being deemed pregnant while not yet married. And those words that she uttered that began to change the world are, yes, yes, God, I am your servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. And from that moment, in wonder and joy, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And that is our passage today. And they share in this marvel. And the Holy Spirit reveals the extent and scope of the wonder. Elizabeth shouts for joy that Mary will bear the one of God. And Mary bursts into song about this miracle. This song many of us know as the Magnificat. Mary is a prominent primary symbol of the main theme of Luke's gospel, a great reversal. This theme, that time in Luke's writing, that all the power and important decisions were expected to come from Rome, the occupying force. And Judaism, of the occupied Jewish people, was centered in the prominent city of Jerusalem, But where does Luke begin his gospel account? Not in Rome, not in Jerusalem, but in Galilee, a marginal land both by Roman and Jewish standards. Luke begins with a geopolitical reversal. And throughout the gospel, we discover more surprising reversals in light of what we understand are the ways of the world, the world's standards and ideas The reversal of its weakness, not power, humility, not pride, and love, not force that will rule the day in God's realm. We know about such reversals from classic children's stories and Cinderella is one of those. The story of a fair and lovely stepdaughter to a mean stepmother and spiteful mean and described as ugly stepsisters all of whom oppress and abuse her at every turn. The stepsisters are preparing for the grand ball where they each aspire to meet and then marry the handsome Prince Charming. But long story short, thanks to a fairy godmother and helpful mice friends, Cinderella in a surprise reversal, normally dressed in rags, is donned with the most beautiful gown and glass slippers and ends up at the ball herself and rather than a mean wealthy stepsister gaining the prince's approval it's the lowly cinderella that grabs his attention and they go on to marry and we know the rest of the story to live happily ever after It's important for us to realize today when we consider cinderella that there is much in this story that is wrong the notion that a girl's highest purpose in life is to marry let alone marry a prince that physical beauty is to be valued above all things that women do not or cannot love their stepchildren and other things we can point out but there is one thing that rings true and gonzalez helps us Consider this, justice requires a reversal of conditions for the excluded and the oppressed. And it also requires a reversal of conditions for those that are privileged, those that are the insiders or the oppressors who insist on keeping their privilege and power. And this is a theme we as humans often detest depending on whether we are the wronged or the wrongdoers. If we feel wronged, we call for a reversal. But if others claim we have wronged them, and call for a reversal, we reject their pleas as unjustified or ungrateful or even violent. And it is at this point that the Gospel of Luke both encourages and confronts us if we resist it, But it also shows us that the grand reversal is a sign of God's reign, and invites us to consider the reversals that we encounter in our day today as possibilities that God's reign is growing around us. And Luke invites us to consider as Mary pondered the angel's message, and she said yes. Where can we say yes? as she did where can we say yes and how to being part of god's grand story while working on our sermon today and reflecting on god's invitation to mary i was typing out my thoughts and while intending to type the word invitation my typos created the word invasion instead and this is a word that hit me right away as negative and maybe for you too i have images of war by violent others of infestation of pests of something or someone coming in to take over and to cause harm but i hesitated to edit it because something about today's story and mary's song feels like an invasion well i looked up the word hoping there's something positive about it And one definition is entrance as if to take possession, which is not always a negative event. And isn't that what happened on Christmas, according to the Gospels, as Mary gave birth to what she had sung about nine months earlier, birthing God's amazing saving grace, an intrusion into the world of God's plan to reverse all that is wrong, where some eat their fill and beyond while others starve, where some have power and wealth and an abundance of choice on where and how to live, to study, to work, how to spend time, to even have free time to spend, while others are barely surviving on a non-livable wage, every moment concerned with how to make ends meet, how to keep shelter with little or no free time or choice, Of their living or working conditions and the birth of Jesus the Prince of Peace as is an intrusion into wherever there is no peace in nations of war strife between tribes within nations violence on our own city streets violence in our own homes no peace in our conversations with those we dislike and at times with those we love the turmoil of worry and fear in our minds leaving no peace in our hearts wouldn't we welcome an invasion of the Prince of Peace to Mary in her world God's angel broke in saying rejoice favored one and she would go on to say that courageous yes to God's invitation to bear the holy intrusion into the world And what I invite us to consider together today is that God is ever saying to us, to all, rejoice, favored one. I choose you. I choose you to be part of the great reversal that promises peace on earth and goodwill for all humankind. And we may need to remember, what are the reasons we have to rejoice? Our world is hurting. We may be hurting. Our loved ones are hurting. But the Gospels proclaim over and over. In the birth of Jesus, God speaks and says to us and all the world I am not a faraway God. I'm not basking in and wielding power from some throne in the sky. I am one of you, I am one with you on the ground, by your side. I am embraceable, gentle, meek, pure, vulnerable, just like a baby. I am fully able to identify with you. You whom I created in my very own divine image. Take that reality in for a moment, a little more deeply. Is this image of God the one that arises for you when you think of God, or the one that you pray to? For many of us, this is a surprise reversal of God's image. We were taught about a fearful God. We were taught we should be afraid and to watch our every step, because God is on the judgment throne. What does the reversal of the image of God mean for us today? If God is good, then God is good all the time. God is not capricious, not moody, good one day, desiring harm for us or somebody else the next. If God is good for one, God is good for all. All humankind, all creatures, earth, sea, and sky, God is good for the very creation God called very good in the very beginning of our salvation story in Genesis. I wonder if many of us, if most of us here, would not ever consider ourselves those that Mary describes in her song. Those who are hungry, poor, lowly, or severely oppressed. We do know of people in that stark situation, and we need only to turn on the news or look around our communities and our cities to see it. And likewise, we may not have or do not consider ourselves the proud in heart, the boastful, the rich, the privileged. Or we might. When things don't go our way, when life really is not fair and we are on the losing side of unfairness, when due to race, gender, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, religious or political beliefs, or any other of society's measuring sticks of worthiness, when we are not deemed worthy, but deserving of less, or being outright wrong for who we are, we may feel like those downtrodden, the left out and forgotten. The Apostle Paul reminds us in the, in the book of Romans, God does not have favorites. God shows no partiality. But God has one, just one favorite, all of us. And the great reversal is good for all of us. When all have what they need, when no one feels so insecure or afraid that they need to use power and control to hoard, when we trust that God is faithful and we turn every area of our life into God's care, we can afford to be generous because we believe God will care for us. And then all who lack will lack no more. All who are in strife or being oppressed by violence will now be able to live in peace. The wolf truly will lie down with the lamb. Because God favors all of us, God wants us to know the reality of a world that looks like that. It's hard for us to believe maybe, but only then will we have true peace and contentment. Only when all are one and believe we are all worthy in God's eyes. Will the goodwill that Christ brings into the world be manifest? We are so favored by God. This is God's dream. And our God is ever at work reversing all that is contrary to that dream. I invite into our space right now a Christian mystic, Howard Thurman, to help us consider realities in the world and the reality of Christmas. I invite you to listen and pay attention to what grabs you, what word or phrase, what lands on your heart. Where refugees seek deliverance that never comes and the heart consumes itself if it would live. Where little children age before their time and life wears down the edges of the mind where the old man sits with mind grown cold, while bones and sinew, blood and cell, go slowly down to death, where fear companions each day's life, and perfect love seems long delayed. Christmas is waiting to be born in you, in me, in all humankind. Christmas, a picture of God's realm. The nativity scene of a barnyard with straw, a manger, animals and their manure, and not the warm shelter of an inn of ancient Palestine or of any hospital. Their shelter being a cave or a stable, likely very cold at night. This. Is where Mary's yes to God's yes for all people breaks into the world a surprise reversal we consider another mystics words for us an invitation Meister Eckhart says what is the good if Mary gave birth to the Son of God 2,000 years ago if I do not give birth to the Son of God today in my time and in my culture. We are all meant to be mothers of God for God is always needing to be born. I invite you to allow me to guide us in a short meditation on this reality. If you're comfortable, you may close your eyes and just take in this invitation Consider how God is inviting you more deeply into Christmas. Jesus, called the Son of God, is almost here, waiting to enter the world. Mary has borne him, and soon she will birth him. Are we not all called to this? do you hear the angel asking if you will bear the miracle of love into the world maybe you're wondering how can this be just as mary wondered how can this be when i am well me i'm just me Be still. Let God's Spirit overshadow you in this moment. Consider that encounter that transformed the history of humanity. Consider Mary's courageous response. What part of this Jesus born into the world are you especially called To give birth into the world. What yes is inside of you that you need God's courage to utter? And now share with God in your own words. Friends, as God's favored, there's always an invitation for us to be vessels of the holy. That Christ might be born again and again. And what part of that is ours? God will show us. It may be to bring liberation, healing, acceptance, love, joy, inclusion, Know that whatever that is, God is faithful and will do it with us and alongside us. Thanks be to God. Amen.